This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm your girl, Rachel, and joining me again in the studio is none other than Crystal Nielsen as my co-host. What's up, girl? Oh, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. I am loving doing these podcasts with you. And and what was, it, what was it that you said earlier? Hi. Yes, she is back, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, she was just taking some time. I love you know, it so much. <laughs> and guys, you know here on Bachelor at Happy Hour, we do not disappoint. We always bring the best guest, and today does not disappoint. We have joining us today, she's a Bachelor Nation favorite. She's definitely one of my faves. I haven't seen her since Costa Rica at my bachelorette party. And I don't know, maybe two of us dated the same guy i don't know is that kind of weird definitely not in the bachelor nation no <laughs> okay so with that <laughs> weird good. weird welcome let's welcome in viviana Yay! 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Rachel, that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we had to do the best for the best. Thank you yeah. so much for being here, Bibiana. So happy to have you on the show. And we just want to get right into it because we know you are a busy woman and we'll get into all of that. But what I love so much, and I'm so, so happy to have Crystal here today because you and Crystal didn't have the best start. And I think that there's a theme in that, right? Like, it's not always about the first impression. Sometimes you just have to let things go run their course and let things happen. And I think you and Crystal are a testament of that. And so I don't know if I should say you guys are former enemies, frenemies. I don't know what, but it doesn't matter because that's a a thing of the past because that's not the case now. So, Crystal, I'll let you take it away and uh, talk to your now friend. Yeah. What's up, girl? (laughs) You know, it's so funny because I was looking at a photo of us, that infamous photo, um, when you mic dropped me. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was reliving, you know, like that moment and prepping for this interview. And I was just thinking how far we have come. And I want to take a second to commend you on the growth that you've done um, so well on Instagram and that all the viewers have seen with your experience on The Bachelor. And it's just um, how has being on the show and would you say that has been played a pivotal role in your transformation and your journey and what have you learned about yourself throughout this process? Oh man, a lot. Um, and yes, absolutely. To answer your question, I do think that it played a massive role. Um, you know, I think one of the, while you're on the show and everything's on air, you're just filled with all the hype of everything that's going on. But then once you the show simmers down and, you know, you kind of go back to life. That's when it really hits you. Like, what's, what am I going to do now? What's my purpose? How am I going to take this, the pressure of having followers, people recognizing you, it, it almost forces you to just rethink and reevaluate what you're actually doing to impact the people that are following you and asking you all these questions. So I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah. I know that there was a lot of, social media attention particularly around our feud and there was people that had cheered you on but then there was also people that had you know made some comments about me in regards to things that had been said and I I know for me that was an opportunity of really seeing the power of social media and the words that we speak how they can really kind of ripple out into the world was that an opportunity or what did you gain from that experience particularly that that infamous feud of us that I'm feisty as hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know what happens, Crystal? I mean, and you can definitely relate to this. You're so outside of your comfort zone. As much as you think you're yourself in that environment, you, you are and you aren't. And so are you're being tested. My patience was just like, when am I going to talk to Ari? And then when your kind of push comes to shove, you're just on edge because that entire time your body is constantly on fire or flight. There's not a moment when you're actually on the bachelor where you're, you're zened out. There isn't, you're always nervous. So what it really showed me was, okay, when I am at that state now looking back, I never want to be that reactive ever again. Yeah. You know, seeing like getting to know Crystal off the show and Bibiana, I know you. It seems like you have a lot more in common than what we actually saw mm-hmm. in that infamous feud that that you bring about. And I'll be honest, I was actually blogging during that time and I wrote on it and I was more team Bibiani than I was Crystal. 
And so I probably didn't put the nicest energy out there as I was observing exactly what it is that I was seeing. And I think that that's a testament to to even our listeners to you know who may have developed their own opinions just based on what they saw and things to, seem to be so different now. So I don't think you guys have ever answered this question. We just kind of saw you guys on Bachelor in Paradise and everything just seemed to be okay. So mm-hmm. for everyone out there, how did you guys decide to forgive and move on to be in the place of friendship that you are now? Well, I recall, Viviana, right after that feud, we went up into the closet and mm-hmm. and talked. And I remember both of us just kind of taking a second to see where the other person was coming from. And I remember really vividly you telling me that, you know, you have your mom and women in your life that you want to make proud. And you, you felt that you weren't going to make them proud by what had happened and um, wanted to make sure that you were being a, a positive influence that people could look up to you. And I agreed wholeheartedly with you. And I think I had compassion for you and I think if you recall that I wasn't ever mad at you. And even though you told me we had talked a lot of shit, <laughs> I was going to see it back. I, I understood where you were coming from and just that maybe it wasn't you. It was just a situation. Yeah, it was. But even so, even then, I don't think that as much as I meant that, I don't think that I actually observed and acknowledged how far away I was from that. Does it make sense? Like, it's like you desire to be, you know, like apologetic and really just the bigger person. But until you're out of the of the mansion, until you've taken a few months away, even after Paradise, I would even think like it didn't really click until after Paradise where you have that disconnection from the show. It's when you actually can reflect back and think of all the crazy stuff that happened that just feels so out of alignment with who you right. are. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what was that? defining moment for you what do you mean when did it finally hit yeah I would say um I would say like the end of last year it started shifting a lot I took a couple months off Instagram probably around like right after Colton's announcement and finding that disconnection where it just like wasn't even posting kind of just dove into my like health and cooking and reading a lot about, you know, being aligned, how we can really change. We can really learn that a lot of what um, we are comes from learned behaviors. And it's in order to really tap into your authentic self, there's a lot you have to, it comes with a lot of work. So that journey started right after Colton season, like around that time. So right after paradise season five. Yeah. And, um, then I just grew from then on and it really got even deeper after my breakup from my ex-boyfriend. And baby, that's we, when I was just, yeah, no, we definitely want to get into that. One thing before you move, move forward onto that, you said something that's really key about how this journey started for you after your first go around in Bachelor in Paradise. So that'd be Bachelor in Paradise five. So mm-hmm. that whole year, it had been a full year. It had been Bachelor Bachelor Winter Games, and then Bachelor in Paradise. That's a lot. That is three shows in one year. So the first part of that question is, would you recommend that for somebody? And then two, depending on whatever you say, what do you feel like you learned? Like coming out of that, when you finished that Bachelor in Paradise, what was your mindset into moving forward after that? 
I really needed the time off because as much as you would, I, I don't know if I would recommend it for anyone. Oftentimes I think, you know, maybe the right thing to have done was what Astrid Locke did, which you take a whole year off and come back for Bachelor in Paradise a whole year later, where you kind of have a chance to just reflect, disconnect, kind of, you know, transition back to your real life, see what you really want. And then if you like come back into the show, I don't even know if going back on Paradise this past season was the right thing for me either. I don't regret it. I definitely think that I learned a lot from it. But it takes a special type of person to be able to go back to back to back and not feel affected. Would you have changed anything in the way that you approached um, this past season of Paradise? Because that was almost a full year off. Definitely my mentality. Um, I fell in love and I went through a massive heartbreak. I had gone, it had been what, like three or four years since I experienced being in a relationship and actually felt that depth of losing yourself entirely. And, you know, that lustful feeling that emerges when you like high school again. Mm -hmm. Um, and once I went through the heartbreak, I just realized that I really was ready to settle down. And I think what, you know, the paradise five I don't think I went into it the right way where a a lot of what was told to me is that, you know, you have your guard up, you know, you're not really here to find someone. And I was defensive. It's like any feedback that I got was just like, okay, you guys are crazy. Like I'm obviously here. I'm obviously trying, but in having that year off, I actually, that's when, like I said before, is when you can look back and think of all the things that I had done and all the, just my perspective and how, Um, I just became more understanding of how I really am, what triggers me, what doesn't, and how I do have my guard up because I come from, I've had experiences in my past where I've let myself go entirely and I've been burned. So I kind I've throughout the years, what has, what the, the wall, I guess that I had built up was, well, if you really want me, you can, you can work really, really hard for it. And really that mentality in bat and bachelor nation and with the franchise and ev- not bachelor nation, but like in the show is you really have to put yourself out there. So oh, yeah, well, you gotta be really, completely open and vulnerable. And it doesn't matter if it's the guy or the girl and you have to be open to the, to surprises and just like really, and like, really let all your guards down and have a lot of fun. So I thought, well, going back into, you know, having that breakup, um, going diving into this whole self healing and eating clean and meditating journey where I just rediscovered and aligned myself entirely. I thought, well, now I feel like I'm really in that right space to walk into paradise. It didn't work out. I don't think obviously there wasn't anybody there that I connected with, but I think if I would have gone in with that mentality, paradise five, things may have worked out differently. And at the end of the day, I, you know, your life, everything, the stars are aligned, you know, whether you think something didn't work out or it didn't, it, it's, it turns out that way because it, I think that the universe kind of guides you into the way and the path that you're really supposed to go. So if my guy was out there, I would have met someone anyways, but I do think that I could have done a better job in the past 
of being less defensive and more open. So I'm proud. I'm glad that I went back this past season for Paradise, but it was it really did burn me emotionally. This last Paradise did. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I was an open, open soul entirely. Like it's it's it. I mean, and Crystal, you believe in you know energy and just how if I don't know if this if you've read into this, but you know when you do all this self healing work and you just open your heart space, you kind of become more vulnerable and more susceptible to just absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. And so you're more emotional. So you have to be really selective with the people that you're surrounding yourself with, the activities that you're doing. And I don't know if I was ex- like, because I had been doing all this healing work and just came out of the breakup, I was just like an open, anything happened, I would cry so in a good you, way, I so guess. D- so do you think that maybe you were too open with some of the people in this last go around in paradise, paradise six? Do you think that maybe do you regret maybe sharing yourself with certain people? No, no at all. Um, do you think you were still healing from your yeah. past, re- your last relationship? Oh yeah. I still think you, I'm healing now. Yeah. It sounds like there's still a big wound there. Oh and, yeah. You know, it seems like when we're healing, I mean, we're not really emotionally have the capacity to bring anyone in t- into that mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And that's a, a beautiful opportunity that, to do the work that you're doing and being on this journey of, of healing and learning. Most importantly, I know what I learned is I had to love and accept myself before I could really be in a relationship and hold that space. Cause it's, um, I remember hearing this quote so long ago, but like my ex-boyfriend from like forever ago, he goes, if you don't know who you are, it's like giving someone a present but you don't know what's in it. Mm -hmm. And like, you need to know who you are and love and accept it and own it because I mean, you're giving that to someone and, and, and vice versa. So, um, I, I'm, I want to know what has life been like post paradise season six. Um, tell us more about this journey of healing that you're on. Wait, Bibby, before you answer that question, do you feel like to, to answer and piggyback on what Crystal was saying, do you feel like you're at a place now where you you do feel that way about yourself? Like you do love yourself and you know who you are and you're ready. Maybe you don't you don't want to give yourself to the next person, but like you are in a place where if if it came to you, you could do that. I think I could get there. I wouldn't say that I'm 100 percent there. Um, this year has been really crazy for me as far as learning a lot about myself and just emotionally, I've just been on this roller coaster and now I'm stabilizing again. So right now I don't know if I'm really ready to open myself to anyone just because I'm still healing from my own things, not just from my past breakup or anything else, just like my own anxieties and my own fears. Um, and that, that does surface when you're doing a lot of work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that I'm confident and I do love myself. It's just a transition to, to break those old, um, thinking patterns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The patterns, the deeper you go, the more, the deeper you go, the more surfaces up and the more, you know, 
more emotional you can be. And so now that I'm just kind of getting back into my, into my groove, it's just like, let me tread lightly because I don't know if I really want to, I would welcome meeting someone. I think it would be really nice for me to meet someone, but, um, I tread lightly. You know, baby, everybody's journey is different in mm-hmm. how they heal and how they get back on track or get to us to the place where they want to be. So I'm just curious because you've been very open on social media and just how you've spoken about, you know, things that you struggled with. But what has been your journey of wellness and what steps have you taken to find your own paradise? Um, a lot. A diet has been crucial. So not just because I, not because I want to lose weight or because, I mean, looking good and feeling good is really important to me. I think for anybody, it's, it's something that's there, but I realized that right after my breakup, one of the things I have Crohn's disease. And so that's like, it's triggered by stress more than food. And one of my biggest concerns was I had so much anxiety was I need to take care of my body and make sure that the food and everything that I put, the nutrition that I'm putting into my system is healing. So when I am finally over this breakup, I'm, I'm good. I'm solid. And, you know, after paradise, I was really sad. I became, I probably more depressed than I was after my breakup. It was just really, really bad. I didn't even, I I can't even say that I recognize myself anymore. I couldn't leave my house. I couldn't, I didn't want to go anywhere. I couldn't stop eating. It was just like, who is this person? Wow. And kind of just crawling back out of that shell in that dark space took so much work. So I kept thinking to myself, like, how did I go through such a difficult breakup and feel so good doing that transition where I was meditating and eating well to then going on the show and coming back and feeling like my world has just crashed and, and feeling worse than I did before. So I knew that I would get, I could get back to that space. It just takes the power of the mind. And really like I do anybody that has mental health issues or go through these cycles in their life. I have so much respect for them because what I felt during those two to three months was just unrecognizable. I, I, I was scared of myself. Um, I seeked a lot of help. I had a therapist and a psychiatrist, um, I, it was important. I didn't even feel like going to yoga and it was important for me to just like, I need to stick to yoga as much as possible. I started like little by little, like as time went by, like things started, you know, like making my meals again and, you know, hanging around the right people that just understood the space that I was in. Um, but also I knew that I I needed to find a job and I needed the discipline in my life. And I think finally accepting the fact that like, being an influencer on Instagram is just not what I can do right now. Mm-hmm. Constantly sharing my life and exposing myself in that way when I feel so vulnerable, right? Like it's okay to take a, a break. And that's when I decided like, I really just want to go back to that nine to five grind, challenge myself mentally and um, give myself some stability financially, mentally, physically, just go back to a schedule. So then I can, you know, see the fun in being an influencer again. And like on my time off, like go back to enjoying these things. So now that I have a job, I really do think that that plays a crucial 
part in my healing process as well. Yeah, like almost in that structure. Yeah. 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 I've noticed that your Instagram over the past year, I mean, has changed significantly in the content that you're putting out and how you're using your platform. I love that you're talking about the dark side of being an influencer and social mm -hmm. media, because I think there's a lot of highlights and it's so easy to and really compare ourselves to other people. And but what we what we forget is that these are just the highlighted moments of life. And um, I think it's really brave that you can speak out on this and and take these breaks and then go back to, you know, the real world if you, if you would, mm -hmm. um, and and take this opportunity to really heal yourself because it is a a journey as you said that uncovers a lot of emotions and makes you incredibly vulnerable and exposed and the deeper you go the more you uncover. And the more work you got to do. I'm telling you, yeah. you're so right. I love that you're talking about these biweekly checks that you're getting, these regulated checks, mm -hmm. and I have to be an independent contractor again. Like that, <laughs> I, I low-key miss that. <laughs> and it really actually does help. And your taxes are already taken out for you. You don't have to worry yeah. about calculating that. I'm telling you, baby, you're going somewhere go with this. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have to see my accountant every three months because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, it's yes. just... I realize so this is what with what I've learned about your body and anxiety. Sometimes you don't even know that you're anxious um, because like so this is how my system works, right? So I'm constantly stressed, okay, when does this post have to go up? How much it, like how much is it? Like is it going to do well? Is this is this um, company going to hire me again? Are they going to like what I put? And then the the back and forth and then just thinking, okay, how much is this going to be? Am I going to cover my bills this month? Like all that stress, even though it wasn't, I wasn't always thinking about it. That's still in the back of my head. So mm -hmm. my, that like little by little started to increase my anxiety. And not that I'm saying that I'm not grateful for the opportunities that came after the bachelor. Um, the reason why I took a year off was because I did so much and I think it was important for me to have that, but I'm grateful that I did because now it allowed me to be, to realize, okay, I'm the type of person. I love all my artist friends. I love all my, you know, freelancing friends. I adore all my friends that have started their businesses, but one thing they all have in common is they have their structured life because mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're that generation where that next level, you got to have a stability to then fuel your fire and your passion on the side. Yeah. And I, I learned, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And I just learned that, you know, I have other friends that can just do that and go all in, but I learned that I need to have that stability on the side and it came with having the time off. And this is why this year has been so huge for me because I'm learning so with like the relationship with the breakup with, the healing and the going back to paradise and coming back and not getting a job and then finally getting the job that I had prayed for, for, I don't know how long, um, everything kind of just aligning at the right time. That's, I've discovered so much of myself and that's why on Instagram, I'm just like, I can't put out content that I can't put out content anymore. That doesn't mean something to me. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually can relate exactly to what you're saying there. And um, you write, you realize you have this platform and how are you going to use it? How are you going to connect with these people and what kind of contribution are you going to be making? And I've noticed that you've been really advocating a lot for um, fundraisers and mm -hmm. great causes and a lot about mental health. 
Um, and I want to ask, what are your what are your plans in um, in continuing to use your platform? Will you continue to be an advocate in this area? Um, absolutely. Of mental health. So. I mean, my goal is to, you know, continue my book club. I just started reading again because throughout the summer with like feeling so depressed and stuff, I couldn't even pick up a book. I was just like, I can't even read. So reading again, sharing, um, sharing my books, creating, you know, like keeping that going, um, giving away, starting a book club. But then also I, I want to, I know that I don't want to leave Miami um, my family's here. And so I really want to just build a community here. And I, one of my, she's a new friend, but probably one of my greatest friends already. She has this foundation called AWOM angels watching over me, which she started when she, when her father passed away, just kind of like a support group, um, to like an open space where she brought therapists along to just, you know, have people have someone to talk to and open up with that's lost a loved one going through a breakup or any difficult situation. And then that then inspired her to start this, um, girls club where she's mentoring these girls, um, at a specific middle school. Her dream is to kind of just branch this program throughout, but they've given her a room where every Friday we're going in, um, at lunchtime, these girls are grabbing their lunch and going into this lunch, um, this room, hanging out. And we either have speakers um, talking about um, pub- anything from like puberty or even bringing people that are artists to kind of just inspire them creatively. Um, a book club, we're teaching them yoga every Wednesday, every other Wednesday. They have yoga after school. So it's just like think about the time when you were, I don't know, like in middle school you're going through the, all these changes. And then just imagine what these girls are going through now with social media and the, the cyberbullying and the bullying in school. So we've really just provided this beautiful open space for these girls to like get along with each other and, in and really just realize that everybody's kind of going through the same transition and also just really find a support system for them where they can, these girls, I mean, some of these stories about these girls, they're, they've lost their parents. Um, they come from violent homes. Um, some will have snacks because sometimes they won't even have food at home so they can go into the room and get food and supplies. Um, so really connecting with my friend, Sarah, um, has been really inspiring for me because she's just type of girl that like, we can do anything and I needed to be around that energy. The same with, um, with this, my other friend, Brittany, I hung out with her yesterday. She's that, she's that powerful soul. And she's also doing so much in the community where, um, everything's about giving back. And I love that. And I think that I, I'm really grateful that I'm now finding that space here because this is, this is my home and this is where I really want to, to, to be. Yeah, to lay the roots down. I think it's so mm-hmm. great seeing you grow um, and evolve so much and especially contribute into your communities. Really fantastic. I just you like know, ranted. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm glad you did because if you could see me right now and we have people in the room who looked at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm liter- I'm like deep in thought in what you're saying because you know how you talk about how like we're supposed to be, you're our guest on the podcast today and we're supposed to be interviewing you, but I am really resonating to what you're saying because 
you know, you said people feel anxiety in different ways and they don't even realize that they're feeling it. So I'm a person who's always on the go, 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 go. And because I'm always on the go, I never have to take time to realize if I'm okay and if mm-hmm. and if I'm going through something. And so I'm in Miami, but I feel completely opposite. Like I can't stand Miami and I don't feel connected to the city in any kind of way. And when I'm there, I'm ex- I'm struggling extremely because I don't like it and I don't feel the city and I don't vibe with it. And I actually like truly had a breakdown talking to Brian and I was just like, oh, I cannot stand it here. Like I don't feel connected to the city at all. And so it's funny that you mentioned yoga because I was like, you know what? I just need to go to yoga and I need to get centered. I went Mm -hmm. and I just it was exactly what I needed. And I just realized how. I was struggling myself because I thought I was okay, but it's just because I just was moving so much and I didn't have the time to really focus on myself. And so I found that connection, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this to say, I'm listening to what you're saying. And I'm like, man, like that's what I needed to hear. You know, sometimes you're just in the right place and you need to hear, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make this about me, but it just like resonated with me so much what you were saying because of what I'm going through personally and struggling with. And so to hear you say what, what you connected with to find your purpose in the city of Miami, I'm like, my gosh, that's what I need right now so we'll talk when we get off this when we get off the podcast because <laughs> I, I really like I need to find a purpose I have I feel I don't feel connected to anything outside of Brian in Miami Miami is not I mean Rachel Miami is not an easy city to make home no, or it's not to feel at home and to get integrated and it's not welcoming it's not I mean I'm not dodging my city I absolutely love it but a Part of the reason why I feel so connected is aside from the fact that I grew up here is because of my family. And if it wasn't for my sister having kids and my older sister buying a house here and my parents, like seeing my parents now getting older, what would hold me back really? Yeah. You know, aside from the ocean, um, which I can go (laughs) in the warm tropical water. (laughs) Um, But it is, I do think that as somebody coming in, it is a real, really difficult city. And uh, and honestly, Rachel, you're always on the go. So I, I can only imagine like nothing, like, I don't really know. Like, it I don't even tell you, you when I'm in the city. No, exactly. Because I know that you leave the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So when you're but, always on the go, it's really hard to have this be, be home. I know. And I, and I. And I'm also saying this again, I didn't mean to turn this into my own therapy session, but I think that that's what's so great yeah. about Bachelor Happy Hour. And <laughs> and also just to encourage you to continue to share your message because you never know with with what you're saying and who it may resonate with. I think people hear us talking and they think, oh my goodness, they have it all together. You know, they're on TV or they have their significant other or they've gone through something and they're finding their purpose. But really we're all struggling with Mm -hmm. our own things. And so I, to those who are listening, you know, to me talking to Crystal right now, her talking to me and even you, Bibiana, it's like we have to continue to share what we're going through because you just never know who needs to hear it in that moment? Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Bibiana, I want to ask, do you have any um, daily tools to maintain your wellness? Things that you've experienced and learned that you'd want to share? Yes, I definitely, I am. Um, find your time, find your, find your me time. So I'm a morning person. 
I have to be at work, ironically enough, I have to be at work at seven o'clock in the morning, which to me doesn't affect me because aside from not being able to work out at seven anymore, um, it doesn't affect me because I like to wake up early, but waking up in the morning and not touching my phone, don't go on Instagram, don't look at text message, leave your do not disturb on. Um, get up in the morning, have my, you know, like go through my routine where I drink my water, have my probiotic, you know, grind my coffee beans, brew my coffee, that whole hour to myself before I get dressed. Really, when I don't have that, it sets and shifts the tone of my day entirely. So if I have that time in the morning, I kill it. I get to work early. How do you do that? No, how it, do you do that? So you start small. Tell me that in a month, and small. I'm just like, yeah. I panic when I wake up in the morning. I wake up in a panic. Like, what did I miss? Yeah. Who emailed me? Who texted well, me? How think do you about go this. With that? Think about this. And I coach my clients through developing powerful morning rituals mm-hmm. that like empower and nurture their goals and themselves. Because if you wake up and you're on your phone, you're just reacting to what everyone mm-hmm. needs from you. Uh-huh. And if you don't take a second and a beat be it an hour, be it two hours, be it five minutes, right, Bibs? Mm -hmm. To give to yourself, it's not going to happen throughout the day. You got to start the first few moments of the day because the more things that happen, the more things are just going to pull you from it. So you have to carve out that time. And I deal a lot with moms who usually wake up to a crying baby. And at that point, once the baby's up, their day's rolling and Mm -hmm. it doesn't belong to them anymore. And it's just critical of having the discipline and the structure, right? Having a plan, having it written down, knowing exactly what to do, having the job to go to, right, Bibs? Yeah. Where, you know, it's it's structured, it's written down, and you just follow through. And you don't hit snooze on that button, oh, on that alarm which, clock. <laughs> I will say I'm not, I'm not that perfect at it right now. I've had, you know, like it depends on my week. But I think there's a guy called um, Jim Quick. He has a podcast and his podcasts are pretty short and he's amazing. But one of the, I heard him in in somebody else's podcast where he's just like, when you're creating little habits, you have to have triggers to like kind of set yourself up to succeed in that habit. Don't make it difficult for you. So automatically when you wake up in the morning, okay, I'm not going to hit snooze, roll out of bed. Like my thing is roll out of bed, even if I'm half asleep and make my bed immediately. So I can't jump back into bed. Oh, that's good. You know, that like, sounds so good. Oh yeah. So I'll tell you, I got two little doggies at, that are just warm and snuggly. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any pets. I live alone. I know it's really hard, but I started with baby steps where I started with that. It's like, okay, if I'm getting into the habit of, if I want to get into the habit of getting up right when my alarm goes off, what can I do? And like, seriously, in the morning, I'm still half asleep. And I'm like, just roll out of bed and make your bed immediately, even if you're half asleep. And then whatever, I might not like do everything on my uh, for my daily routine but as the month goes on you'll see that you'll you'll realize how much how great it is to have that structure to yourself in the morning and I've read before where some of the most successful people in the world yes. are so committed to their morning routine it doesn't matter where they are like it is this morning routine every day through the weekend and I mean it's they're killing it. I'm Listen, like, I want talk to me. I believe in threes. Okay. It's always been like my thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not lying. This is the third time in a month 
that someone has said these exact same things that you and Crystal are saying to me. One, I was sitting next to a guy on a plane and I hate to talk to people on the plane, okay? (laughs) And I ended up talking to him from LA to Miami. His name is Michael. Shout out to Michael Rosenbaum. And he was telling me how he started doing this. And then I went to Katie Morton's well-rested event and she was talking about the exact same thing about the morning routine. And now you and Crystal are telling me the exact same thing. I hope this is speaking to somebody else who's listening to because if I don't do it at this point, I'm a fool. I have no excuse. I start small. Yeah, you start really small. And it's like a big thing when you are looking to feel passion, purpose, motivated you got to have clarity as to what you're working towards. I, I should have written right. that down. I feel like I'm at I'll a Tony Robbins you, yeah. event. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys I've feel been like three. <laughs> Wait, he's actually coming to Miami. And I my know. friend. Oh, Wait. Date with destiny. Yeah. Can I just tell you, the tickets are so expensive. I'm like, you $8,000. I have an extra. I was invited I and I have an extra ticket, baby. Maybe. Are you here? <laughs> I are you be. here? I'm supposed to be. I'm right. so down to walk through the fire. And my friend told me, she's like, oh, I yes. went to it years ago. It was so crazy. She's like, it actually, like, it's it's crazy because it kind of, you know, people steer away from it because it seems kind of cultish and woo-woo. But for her, who's totally against it, she did it. Back then, it was only $500. And for the executive or whatever it is, like, the fanciest one you can get, it was only $500. And I was like, well, let me see. She talked so much about it and I go on it's like to so it's like over a thousand dollars like okay well the way my bank account works <laughs> this is not gonna no. happen it's- yeah okay we'll talk because I really do we'll, we'll talk about it I'll tell you okay. I'll tell you what I have going on with that okay baby selfishly this has been extremely therapeutic for me so I want to thank you and Crystal for coming on the podcast but I do want to ask you you just seem to be so in tune with yourself and your purpose and where you want to move forward do you think that we'll ever see you again on paradise <laughs> or maybe whatever else this franchise may come up with because they don't stop <laughs> I I really so I have this friend who's so, she's hilarious but she's just like you got to talk to God you got to talk to the universe you got to put it out there what you want she's like say it out loud talk to the moon and she's like, if you want a man, she's like, write down exactly who he is, like every little detail. And she's like, and leave it out there and play the game with the universe. And I don't think that my guy, the way that I'm describing him, I'll meet on the Bachelor franchise. So <laughs> I, <feel that>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's up for me. Well, maybe maybe it just sounds like you need to be the bachelorette then so you can pick them. OK, there you go. so you can I'm be so in control old. and in that driver's seat. Okay, Rachel. <laughs> uh, didn't you just say Maybe we should put it out there? Yeah, didn't you say we should there. speak to God and put it in the universe? Well, Let's I'm a talking. <laughs> and hopefully he's a listening. <laughs> or she. <laughs> okay, Vivi, before we want to let you go. I love you too. Before we let you go, um, it's holiday time. And it's a very special time. And I feel like we're right on point with what we've been talking about. And I, for one, can just say I am so thankful to be co-hosting with Crystal right now, oh, to have you. you on the podcast. This is what I needed, and hopefully it's what you guys needed. And just for everyone who's out there listening, maybe it's something that you needed too. So in the spirit of being thankful and grateful, we're going to play a little game about finding gratitude in less than an ideal bachelor scenario. So, Crystal, I'll let you take it away and start with it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read a statement, Vivi, and I want you to answer where the silver lining is or where you can find the gratitude in this. 
Okay. Okay, first one. <laughs> you are sent home on the first night. Ooh. You are sent home on the first night. You missed a lot. You missed a lot of drama. You were saved from a lot of heartbreak and drama and tears. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's so true. I'm going to say what's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Look Something at better is coming. Joe. Something better is coming. <laughs> and if you go, and if you go no home, kidding. if you go home on night one, you probably can go back to your job. Because they probably will take you. you <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Hey. Yes, a lot of people don't realize people quit their jobs to come on the show. So sometimes yeah. that doesn't pay off. Okay, you're put in the hot seat at a tell-all. Um, hmm. I think that's a good thing. You get to you get to speak. You get to speak up and explain yourself or whatever it is that happens. Right? Isn't that yeah. never yeah. a bad yeah. thing? I feel like a hot seat is never a bad thing. Yeah. Unless you're Blake. I know. <laughs> Poor Blake. You get an opportunity to speak oh, your truth. Baby. All right, next one. You're told the gym isn't available at the hotel. That's I can't find the gratitude in that. <laughs> you can't? Agree. Is the sauna is, is the sauna open? <laughs> Hey, it's time for an outdoor run. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm like, oh, great. No. That's more time for me to catch up on Housewives. That's <laughs> no. how I look at it. No. Okay. You're in a paradise love triangle. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't find Chris Harrison for advice. Oh, my gosh. Huh. What's the good thing about that? You get to talk to a parrot in paradise. (laughs) 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 Um, Your phone is taken away and you are cut off from the outside world while filming. Oh, I'm so for it. I wish I could just have someone take my phone now. My friend is helping me out with like managing my emails that the ones that come through um, social media. And I was like, please just take the wheel. I'll pay you a monthly fee. I just can't deal with the 500 emails I've ignored in my life. And it's helped. But really, anytime that I can, anytime that my phone is connected, I'm like, I'm for it. I put my phone on do not disturb when I'm at home. Oh, girl, me and you all day like, long, no. girl, all day long. Goals. Because Goals. I, I got someone doing my emails, too. <laughs> all right. Last one, baby. A troll makes a mean comment on Instagram. I hate these. Um, but we've changed. We've grown. Yeah. I mean, it always kind of makes me sad. How does it not affect you? But I guess it just shines a light on how much growth you're doing by not responding. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say that that was actually my defining moment with the ba- my Bachelor experience coming off of The Bachelor. You're so bad. Was that I was going through all those. It was probably week two of it airing. So it was right around our mic drop mm-hmm. episode. Uh, wow, this is coming full circle <laughs> to the beginning <laughs> of this podcast. But I was going through those comments and I was reading them and suddenly, I mean, I'm just reading the death comments, snake, snake, snake emojis, and I'm just feeling the worst I've ever experienced, um, like hated by America. And then ultimately I just had this moment where I go, wait a second, I'm a coach. Like I was trained Mm -hmm. that feedback is how I grow. And then I always take the feedback and I go, you know what? I'm going to go through and I'm going to read these and I'm going to take 
the no. emotion out and I'm going to read every single one and respond back with, with love, what? especially the messages. I respond back with love and just said, thank you so much for the feedback. I'm always here to grow and learn. Yeah, you're and that was person. just, and I just, it was, a, it was a shift for me and I just mm-hmm. never looked back. And then I realized I couldn't be hiding. I had to live openly and with my heart. And just as you've done this past year, Bibiana, I spent that, those next few months gearing up for paradise, focusing on myself, having my morning routine, learning to love and accept myself and forgive myself for mistakes that I'd made and to become better because of them. And going into paradise, I didn't even want to date anybody. And here I am married. <laughs> and you were at you were at my wedding. It's crazy. So it's crazy that opportunities and challenges that face us in life are opportunities for us to grow and become more evolved souls you know on yeah. on this journey and i'm so grateful for all the growth that you've you know shared while coming out of this podcast and letting us all in into really intimate parts of your life that you're navigating through so we just really commend you and so grateful for you you guys if you haven't already hired coach crystal to get your life together. You need to after listening to this podcast. And Coach Bibby. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, Bibby, before we let you go, and you've been absolutely fantastic, and this podcast in itself has been so healing, which was the goal of this entire episode. But before we let you go, there's a little thing we want to do with you, and I'm Crystal oh, yeah, already is connected to it, so she's going to lead you into this. So... I had a dream last night that I was interviewing. Do you know Gabrielle Bernstein? You must. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. Okay. I had an inter- I had a dream I was interviewing Gabrielle Bernstein on a podcast. And I walk in to do this with Rachel today. And they hand me a deck of cards. And they go, we're doing a start interview for Bibiana. And Bibi, I kid you not, it's from the universe has your back deck. Okay. I'm of here for her oracle cards. And I go, wait, what? So this was <laughs> literally written in the stars for me to pull a card for you. Okay, and the card, pull it. And the card I'm pulling is, happiness is my birthright. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and okay. the card I'm pulling for Rachel is, my outer experiences are a reflection of my internal condition. Oh, and Damn. lastly, the card I'm pulling for copper is <laughs> <laughs> my dog is here. <laughs> the universe has my back. Oh, see, you were talking about the universe and putting things out there. You had no idea what we had waiting for you. Well, this has been a full circle podcast. This has been a very healing moment. I'm so thankful to have you both on the podcast today. And I really hope that it has been just as beneficial to someone who's out there listening as it has been for all of us on the podcast today. Bibi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but that felt good. I needed to hear that. Love talking to Bibiana. But now I want to get into some emails from you guys because every episode we ask you guys to write us, let us know what you're thinking, good and the bad, asking us for advice, whatever it may be. So our first email is from Diana. Diana emailed in and asked, when you are done filming the show, do you get to see your significant other often or is it all FaceTime and phone calls? Well, Diana, you don't get to see them as often as you want to, right? Because you're engaged if, if you're blessed from the show, if you're lucky. And you want to see your significant other every day. So for me, I can only speak from my experience. 
Brian and I FaceTimed all day, every day. We talked on the phone. We text. We did whatever we could to keep it spicy. And you're just so excited coming off the show, you know, knowing that you're engaged and you have the secret and only you know and the rest of the world is wondering. It's all very, very exciting. But we also do get to see each other. The franchise is very lovely in providing us these happy couple weekends. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but we do get to see our significant others and spend days at a time. And those happy couple weekends are so great, not just because you get to see your significant other, but you are in a house, just the two of you. So you learn very quickly if you're compatible or not. I mean, it's four to five days, someone's bringing you food and It's just a time for you to truly get to know each other, to ask questions, and to not have the involvement of family, friends, or just the outside opinion of the world. So, yes, they really do do a lot for us to make sure we nurture and cultivate the relationship that we got on the show. Jody from Instagram asks, Crystal, I can't stand the taste of ACV, but believe in its benefits to the body. Do you have any suggestions for masking the taste? Well, Jody. Yes, girl. <laughs> Make it with some sparkling water like the Perry oh. bottle I got right now and squeeze some fresh lemon in there because lemon not only is good at detoxifying the liver and boosting your metabolism and helping clear your skin, but it's also going to be a really strong citrus taste that really cuts back on, you know, that strong fermented flavor of apple cider vinegar. That's why she asked you and not me. I would have said, hold your nose. <laughs> You're like, Take it like a shot. <laughs> All right. The next question comes from Mary on Twitter. Mary says, Rachel, you and Brian both have a lot going on and seemingly haven't been in the same place for a while. How do you two find time to enjoy being newlyweds? And what do you do to keep the fire hot? Mary, definitely the million dollar question. Um, Unfortunately, Brian and I do spend a lot, not a lot of time apart, but I mean, enough, enough to where, you know, we don't get to spend every day together, which is what I want to spend with Brian. And I know that that's vice versa. So the reason that that's the case is because we're both very supportive of what we have going on and we're trying to build these careers so that we can come together and, you know, we'll eventually settle down and grow our family and, you know, accomplish all the things that we want for each other and for our future. But we definitely have to be spicy and creative and how we keep you know the fire hot as you put it in your tweet so for brian and i we definitely talk a lot throughout the day and majority of that is facetime um i tell brian every single thing that i'm doing and he does the same for me when i walk copper in the morning i i take brian on those walks with me um and he does the same thing for me we ask each other advice we encourage each other um you know, at night, maybe things get a little too hot for this podcast that I can't talk about, but we're married. So, you know, we could do those things and talk about them and mom and dad can't get mad anymore. But it really is just about keeping an open line of communication and just being very understanding of what the other one has going on and and coming to an understanding and always being vocal about that and being supportive for one another. It's not easy. It definitely takes work, but it's the place that we're in right now. So thanks for asking. And we've got another one from Twitter. Amy from Twitter asks, do rose ceremonies really go all night? I noticed on an episode that when the contestants left, the sun was up. How is that possible? Well, Amy, 
it's definitely possible. And more so for the first night. So yes, it's no secret that the first night is the longest night. And obviously because you have the most contestants and it's also the night that you make the most eliminations. And so I know for me personally, it was important for me to talk to every single person on that first night. So that meant that it went into the next morning and the sun was up and it was bright and and out there you know and you saw that in the interviews when when i w- when those guys were going home and they were doing their elimination interviews so yes but i will say at the same time you are so excited especially that first night because it's all new you've never experienced this before you're so excited to meet whoever the lead is you're also excited at making you know these new friends and connections within the mansion and so it goes by really really fast and After that first night, there's no night that is as long as that one. I will tell you that. Um, Sometimes they do go into the morning, but most of the times they don't. They get shorter after that. So what you probably saw that episode was the first night episode. It's also one of the best nights. Tune in next week for all the right reasons. In the meantime, you can get all your latest Bachelor Nation news on BachelorNation.com right now. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.